0: Father, we thank You for Your presence. We don't take it for granted, Father. Are God. That You choose to visit us. You choose to come near to us. You choose to, to manifest Yourself. See, there's one thing that about the omnipresent God but there's another thing about the manifested presence of God we thank you Lord that you've come this day into this place in a manifested way where we can experience you we can taste and see that you not only are, are real but you are good you've come near to us because you'd bless you want to bless us but you love us you want us to, to know you in deeper ways so father today by the power of the holy spirit reveal yourself to us in deeper ways help us to hear and see and know and understand so that we can be intentional in our choices and our purposes for our lives so we thank you, Father, for what you are doing, what you will do, and how you will speak to our hearts through your word this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So now, am I double mic'd? am I? Right like this, okay. I, I tell you, This has been a wonderful weekend. And the the intention of the Lord, I'm telling you, the Lord is very pleased to find a people that would position themselves in front of Him in the beginning of the year to wait on the Lord. What do you want? What are you saying? What's your direction? So many times we walk in assumption. We walk out of what, what we have done, where we have been, what has worked. But when we wait before him and he gives us those rhema words, when he speaks. And then from that revelation, we now don't just move in our own ideas. We move by faith. In cooperation with what he has revealed, his revealed will. Are are you hearing me? I see this is the this is the design of the Lord. He wants us to intentionally cooperate with him. So many of us have have just (laughs) we've lived lives that every once in a while we have a faith accident. Something works. And we go back and recreate that thing that worked, and then it doesn't work. Yeah. Am I talking to anybody here? And, and the Lord, and, 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 uh, praise God for faith accidents, amen? But there's a better way. I'm just here to announce to you. Well, thank you for that great response right there. <clears throat> The Lord wants us intentional. The Lord wants us in agreement with him in a way that that we cooperate with him. And we're not cooperating out of concepts, theories, ideas, but he speaks to us. Remember, Romans 8 says that the sons of God, the mature ones, are led by the spirit of God. We're directed by him. We live by him. We we do what we do intentionally on purpose because the father has spoken to us. And as we hear what he's saying and we intentionally, we choose to obey, we choose to agree, we choose to move with him, then what happens is his will comes to the earth. See, your obedience manifests the will of God. Let me say it this way. Your obedience to his will manifests the will of God. The unseen realm now becomes seen by your obedience. Does that make sense to you? See, th- recently the Lord spoke to me about Romans eleven, or not Romans, Hebrews 11.1. 1. I, I, I never saw this. I've been cut my teeth in the Word of Faith movement, and I never saw this before. Just a few weeks ago, but the Lord, the, the verse says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things unseen." Not seen. Okay. When I read that part, not seen. Instantly, the Holy Spirit connected my uh, 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 thinking to 2 Corinthians 4, 18, I believe it is. And it says, that which is seen is temporal. In that verse, the last part of that verse, it says, that which is seen is temporal. The word temporal means subject to change. The temporary, the natural, the seen, okay? But the unseen is the eternal, the unseen is the eternal. So now go back to Hebrews 11.1 1, and what the, what the Holy Spirit revealed to me is that by faith we can reach into the eternal, the unseen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of that which is not seen. So faith is the bridge that reaches us into the unseen so that we can pull it into the seen. The eternal becomes, becomes manifested in the temporal because faith has revealed that to us. Now help somebody. Sometimes it takes us a while to process and, and receive this uh, revelation. And so the reason I'm saying that is, is that God doesn't want us just accidentally or or lackadaisically living. He wants us to live on purpose. All right? Now right. I'm very aware of the theme of this weekend is to bring direction, to bring instruction, to bring a, 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 a little bit of a, a view of moving forward. So I, I, I'm not just I, I did, the Lord didn't just bring to me what he wants me to say this morning. Because it's a good sermon, it, it will be a great sermon. But, but that's not. <laughs> well, if you don't believe in yourself, who, you know. But, but he's doing this to give you direction, to give you instruction, to help you move forward. And I believe one of the things is intentionality. We have to be intentional. We have to stop just doing things by accident and hoping things works out for us. We have to begin to make spiritual choices that come from revelation. Spiritual choices, choices in our lives, choices in, our, in the decisions that we're making that comes from revelation. For what is the Spirit saying? What is the Spirit saying individually? What is the Spirit saying to my family? What is the Spirit saying to this corporate body? What is the Spirit saying to this region? What is the will of God? First John 4 5:14 uh, says, "If you ask anything according to his will, he hears you yeah. <laughs> and if he hears you, this is the confidence that you have that he will grant you the petition that you require of yeah. him. So if you ask according to his will, he will do it. when you ask God to do what he wants to do, duh? You ain't got to twist his arm. You don't have to talk him into it. You don't have to beg and plead and all that. You just ask him what he wants to do. And he said, hey, I've been waiting for someone just like you to ask me to do what I wanted to do. I've been waiting for someone to agree with me. This is really simple, but we've made it difficult. It's not complicated and it's not difficult. We just have to get in the book. We just have to get before the presence of the Lord. We just have to get settled and seated and quiet before the Lord and listen to the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of truth, the one who lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit. That would have been a great opportunity to say amen right there. I'm going to coach you guys into being a good congregation, a good responsive congregation. So, let's talk about motive. M- motives. <laughs> stepping on tongues. I, I say one word. I'm stepping on toes. They heard me praise God. Someone responded, glory to God. Who, who are you? Who said that? Hallelujah, if I could, I'd run out of this light and high five you. It's not what you do, it's why you do it. Motive. It's not what you do, it's why you why you do it. There's a lot of people can do the same thing, but for different reasons, for different motivations, and that it's completely different in the eyes of God. Some people give offerings for many, many reasons, and it's not pleasing to God at all. Some people give offerings because of thanksgiving, because of obedience, because of gratefulness, of all kinds of reasons that are godly and right and scriptural, and the Lord sees that and is very blessed by that. It's all about motives. Not what you do, but why you do it. Now we have help because the scripture says in Hebrews 4.12 that there's a sword, a very sharp sword, a two-edged sword, a living sword, which is the word of God. And this sword... Is sharp for a reason. It divides. It separates. It's exposing. It causes us to see what is and what isn't. Or what is and what it is. Are you with me? Sometimes we have doubts. What is that exactly? The word will come. The word of God. The living word of God will come and divide and cause us to see what is. He will divide the soul from the spirit. He will divide the joint and the marrow, and He will go down into the very thoughts and intents of your heart. The Word of God will divide and expose your motives. See, don't be afraid of this. Welcome it. If you want to live intentionally, if you want to be pleasing to the Lord then you should want your heart exposed. You should want your motives exposed. You should not want to do anything out of an improper motive. Are you with me? So what is my intention this morning? My intention this morning is to help you be able to cooperate with the Spirit of God so that you can move and advance the kingdom of God and the commission of this kingdom, of this great king, the commission of this great king for this congregation to move you forward. So you'll hear, well done, good and faithful. You didn't just exist and hang on to the end. No, you advanced the kingdom. You took the commission. You took the assignment that was given to you and you advanced that thing. You were faithful to that thing. You were intentional. You didn't just show up on a Sunday morning and just show up on the next Sunday morning. No, you took seriously what the Spirit of God was speaking And giving to you as a congregation. Because we will be held accountable. We don't hear much about this, but it's in the Bible. For every deed done in the body, the Bible says in Romans. That doesn't wake up right there. Yeah. So now let me just, let me remind you of a few elementary foundational things. And I will get to my point point here. I got to set a few things up to get to this point, okay? I'm going to help you. I'm going to bless you in the end. You might not like the journey to get there, but you're going to... I'm warning you. So one of the things we must understand and never, ever forget is that God had a plan before the foundation of the world. He calls it the eternal purpose. If you don't understand the eternal purpose, you need to understand that. Because if you don't know what God's intention was from the beginning, because God never changes, he's not changed his plan. He had the cha- he had the plan before the foundation of the world and he still has the same plan. And guess what? You're included in it. That plan includes a family. And the God's family is included in his plans. His children the, the, the basic, the general, general, general huh, overview of this plan is this, that God wants to have a family, and by that family, he wants to bring heaven to the earth. He wants to extend himself. See, God has chosen to be invisible or unseen, if you will, and he has chosen to manifest himself or make himself seen by his children. This is the design of the plan. His son, Jesus, the son, was a great example of that. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. In other words, he's doing it present tense, and I am doing it in the earth. So the invisible, the the eternal realm, the unseen realm, has activity. And that activity is being seen and shown to the earth, to the seen realm, to the temporal, by me, the son. Then Romans 8 tells us that he was the first son of many sons. So Jesus came to do some things to help us who were sons get back into our standing as sons. Because of Adam's decision, consequences came, sin came, and the wages of sin is death, and we were separated from God. But the plan didn't change. Okay, so I'm broad broad brushstroking this, broad brushstroking this, because I have something else to say here. But we have to set this foundation. You always have to remember that it begins and ends with the eternal purpose. If you forget this, you'll lose your way. One of the things that that it's been spoken over and over in these days here, is the word establish, establish. In fact, Romans uh, 1.11, Paul said, I want to come to you that I might impart something to you. We have to just look at that. Let's look at that real quick. See, this is another reason that I I love what um, Pastor Val said. Thank God for internet ministry, but there's something happens when you're live and in person, something's happening in this room that you can't get by the watching your favorite YouTube uh, prophet, prophet 777. <laughs> Some of them guys got infartation you don't want. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> Look what he says. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Now, this word is a beautiful word in the Greek language. And and one of the definitions is to be turned resolutely in a certain direction. Wow. To be turned resolutely. I have resolved. I'm setting my face like flint towards Jerusalem. I'm not looking left. I'm not looking right. I'm turn. I've resolved. I am re- resolute. I will go this way. I will do this thing. Do you notice there's a choice in that? I will. I will. So to be... So so when Paul was coming to Romans, he he wanted to come to the Roman church and he wanted to be there in person to release something from his spirit, an impartation to the end, to the point that they would be established, that they would be reminded of who they are, they would be reminded of their purpose, they would be reminded of, of why God had sanctified them, called them, separated them. What was his purpose? Hey, man, oh, that's awesome, Brother Mitch. Thank you. And so, (laughs) thank you. Okay. So now, so so again, just quickly, we're going to go through these things. I'm going someplace. So now, so God creates the earth. He makes a man named Adam. He puts him in the earth, right? He breathes his breath into him. He becomes a living soul. Adam has give, was given authority to rule and reign, right? To, 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 to do the will of God, to bring the will of God to that place in the earth. Amen? He did it very well. And in that time of him living there and, and reigning there and, and, and so forth, he, he and Eve cooperated and uh, also... Uh, uh, communicated with the Father. They walked and they talked together in the cool of the evening. The Bible tells us all these cool things, right? So there was no separation. There was no disconnection. There was nothing separating them. God and man. Amen? And so as Adam was walking there, he was directly connected to the Father. There was nothing blocking. The Spirit of the Lord, the life of God, the heart of God, the mind of God, Adam extended the father. He was the perfect expression of what God's desire was to have children on the earth to bring heaven to the earth. As Adam obeyed God, walked with God, and manifested the life of God, the extension of God's heart came through Adam's action, life, and activities. So when Adam was in the garden and he did what he did, he didn't think that up. Because him and the father were directly connected. So there was life in the father, life in Adam. They were connected that way. So God's will became Adam's will. Are you with me? So when, when God said, name the, name the animals, you know Adam didn't go somewhere and think it all out. He was the extension of the father. He, he had the mind of the father. And he began to speak. The father's heart. He began to release the invisible. Okay. now we could dwell there a long time. Because it's, it's beautiful. And it's really fun to think about that. But Adam made a bad choice. And he chose to live a different way. He chose something outside of the will of God. And when he did that. The father said if you eat this tree you will die. And we know, and I'm going to go quick here, but he didn't die. He didn't drop over dead, but he was separated from the one who is life. In other words, that relationship he enjoyed of being directly connected to the father's life, heart, mind, all that was now separated. Now he was separated from that sort of relationship with God. And it wasn't that God wanted it this way. It was the Consequence of Adam's choice. Now, I want you to think about something you may have never thought about. So in that moment, the God, in all his mercy, he set Adam outside the garden so he wouldn't eat of the tree of life and remain in that condition, condition eternally. So he put an angel and a guard and a fire at the, at the gate of the garden, and now Adam was outside. In a place and in a condition that he had never been in before. He wasn't dead. He had life. But now he had to figure out how to live. In the garden, everything was cool. If he wanted fruit, he put some fruit and he ate it. If he wanted a drink, he got some water. And he drank it. Yep. Everything was cool. But on this side, if he wanted food, he had to scratch the earth. Yep. Yep. And would, now the earth wasn't a blessed earth. The earth was a cursed earth. Yep. Do you realize that the choice that Adam made caused the blessed earth that yep. God made? That this is good, very good to turn into something other than good. Yep. One choice. One choice. One decision. Now he's living in the consequence of his decision that the Father warned him about. But now he has to figure out how to live. Now, it would be better said how to survive. Because he's certainly not living like he was living. Are you with me? This is an abundant life. This is an eternal life. Now, in the Scripture... In the New Testament, we'll talk about the New Testament. There's at least three, maybe more, kinds of words for the word life. Okay? I'm going to teach you. Something. I'm going somewhere. You're, a lot of you are uh, thinking, this guy, where's he doing here? Just hang on. There's bios, the word bios. Bios, biology, the study of life, that which is living, okay? Plants are alive. Right? unless I get a hold of them. But anyway, but plants plants are alive, and humans are alive. And your dog is alive. Your cat's alive. Animals are alive, exactly. Fish are alive, and so forth. That's bios. More, more than anything, you could say they exist. Okay? Then there's this other, the second kind of life I want to talk about, is called suke. And, it, and it, some, some sometimes the Greek word is spelled like psychology, like, p s y c h e, I believe. Suke is p s u c h e. This kind of life comes. It, it, there's many many parts to this, and we're going to go through just a little bit of it. But it, it. I want I want to say this to you that this this life that Adam was now living outside of the garden, separated from life. Was suke. He had to invent. He had to understand. He he had to figure out how to exist. How to live. How to survive. Okay? And it came from his senses. He picked up a rock and he didn't know if it was food. He didn't know what it was good for. He might have put it in his mouth. But he didn't know he was living in a new world. And in that, and then that he realized this isn't good for food and he put it down. But he was figuring it out. It came from his senses. His five senses were feeding him all this data, information, and he began to, to figure things out from his soul, from his mind, from his intellect. And he began to quote unquote live from his soul, from that from that basis. Are you with me? And it worked. He lived, but it certainly wasn't the will and the intention of the Father. Then there's this life called Zoe, Z-O-E, eternal life. This is the life that the Father has. This is the life of Jesus. This is the life of the Holy Spirit. This is the Zoe life, eternal life. This is the life that Adam enjoyed when he was in pure fellowship, unbroken fellowship with the Father. He lived in Zoe life. He lived in eternal life. He was immortal, not subject to death. I know this is a lot to chunk out on a Sunday morning, but you need to hear this. So now... Adam is living this new kind of life, but it's certainly not able to facilitate eternal life. No. Right. Are you with me? Yes. Because he's, he's, dis, he's disconnected from the Father, and he's operating in his soul. Right. Yeah. His basis for living, his basis for everything is from the soul. His soul, his mind is processing what his senses are bringing to him. Data, information, facts. When we live in the temporal, when we live in the natural world, when we take our cues from the natural world, we're living from the suke life. But Jesus came. And Jesus came to do many things, but one of the things that Jesus came to do was to to reconnect man to the Father so that we would be restored to the fellowship with the Father that Adam enjoyed before he chose a different way of life. The Father's plan was never for us to live in Suke life. It was never for us to live in a way that we just tried to figure it out. And let me say this before I forget it. Suke life is orphan life. So, suke life is selfish life. Suf- suke life is self-preservation life. Because why? A, a, suke, a person who's only alive in their suke has no father. Adam had a father, and he didn't worry about anything. Are you with me? The father would provide. Come on now. The father, the the father gave him everything. He he literally was living from the extension of the father's life. His his thoughts, his ideas, his energy, his, his strength, his wisdom, everything the father had flowed through Adam. Before he was separated from the father. But the father only had one plan from the beginning. And that plan was that he would have children. And those children would fill the earth with him and the manifestation of the invisible God. Bring heaven to the earth. So when Jesus came, Jesus came to restore fellowship between man and the father. Not just so we could go to heaven someday in the sweet by and by. No, so that we could be joined back in fellowship with the Father so that now Zoe life would be, we would have access to eternal life right now. Now, now, this, this is where I'm going. See, There is radical changes coming to this place. The Lord has called this place to be a supernatural uh, provision, if you will, a supernatural well for uh, for this region and for, for many people. But we are the body of Christ here, and we are the well. You see, some of you don't believe that. But if the supernatural is going to come here, it's going to come through you. Not just the preacher, man. Not just the one we pay. We pay you, brother. That's why we pay you. Where did that come from? No, it's not because we pay them. The the purpose of of, of pastors, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are to equip the saints for their work of ministry. Not to preach to you so you don't have to. Not so you can roll out of bed about 35 minutes before you got to get here and try to fix your hair a little bit, kind of kind of come on in here and, and hear another sermon so you can go back and, and live there the, the, your six days before the next seven-day right. appointment. All right. Well, if you think that's what life is, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and that more abundant. That means a, a, a eternal life. I'm getting so excited, I can't talk. Jesus said, I came to give you Zoe life. I come to give you abundant life. I come to give you that life that Adam enjoyed with the Father before the fall. And I want you to live in supernatural life while you're in your body. See, the problem is that we are calling the body to supernatural ministry, but we've forgotten to tell them that they are supernatural right now. They have supernatural life residing inside of them right now. How are you going to minister supernatural life if you don't know you have supernatural life? So what ends up happening is we got to have an answer, so we invent something. We come up with an idea. We come up with a plan. We're like we're we're like Adam. Here's something. Wonder what this is. Let's try it. (laughs) What can it hurt? (laughs) But the the, and and that's not so strange for Adam because he didn't have any other option. Are you hearing me? But we got an option. In fact, many of you in this place, if I asked you, you would say you're born again. Boy, that was, quite, that was really quiet. And so my definition and the Bible's definition of that means if, you, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things about passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So now you've been restored to Christ. Come on, you've been restored to Christ. You've come into Christ, and is Christ separated from the Father? So where are you? What's in you? So now it comes down to intentionality. It comes down to purposeful living. It comes down to choice. Are you going to live from your soul? Are you going to live from what your senses tell you? Are you going to live from feedback, input, data, what the newsman says, what history says? Or are you going to live for what the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, The one who who wants to enlighten you. The one who wants to bring you into revelation. The one who wants to show you, show you who you are. Now, it's not a sermon until we have a, you know, open the Bible. Well, we did Romans 1, but that's not good enough yet. (laughs) I want to show you something you may have never seen before. John chapter 10. Now, I don't have time because I have other things to say, but in John chapter 10, you need, I'm saying that not to be funny, I'm saying that so that you'll read John chapter 10 with this mindset, okay? Jesus is showing us in John chapter 10, he's comparing himself to a hireling. He said, I'm the shepherd, but there are those people who look after sheep that are hirelings, okay? Now, let me just kind of, let me just kind of cut to the chase here. The hireling, let's see, let's let's, let's read, okay. Um, I am the good shepherd, yeah, here we go, verse number 11, let's just start there, okay? Are you with me? John ten eleven. I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus it's in red. Yeah. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Amen. So Jesus is telling us, look, I'm giving my life for the sheep. I'm invested. Are you with me? Right. I mean, this is my purpose. This is what I. This is my heart. This is my intention. And we know that the that that Jesus. Does the father's will. So this is the will of the father that the son's assignment would be give yourself to the sheep. Are you with me? And I want to show you, we got to look at this. He says here, I, I've come to give uh, uh, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Then he's going to compare himself to the hireling now in verse 12. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling, verse 13, the hireling flees because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, And I am known by mine. Now, the interesting thing here is in verse 11. It says, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And so what most of us, what most of us uh, reference in our mind when we hear those words is Jesus died on the cross. Amen. Is that. okay? but this word. This Greek word here is not that. Jesus says, I give my suke, I give my soulish life. I give my selfish life for the sheep. Now he's contrasting a selfish shepherd. We won't even call him a shepherd. A sh- <laughs> he's, he's contrasting a selfish worker. Let's put it that way. That when the wolf comes, what's the thought of the hireling? Run to protect myself and my interests because I'm not living for the sheep. I'm living for myself. I'm living for a paycheck. I'm living for convenience. I'm living for what's good for me, what's best for me, not for what's best. For the sheep. But Jesus, in contrast, said, I come to give my selfish, the selfish selfish kind of life for the sheep. Ultimately, of course, it included... It included giving his life. But it came from a choice. In fact, I believe it's in this chapter. He said, no man takes my suke, but I lay it down. I choose to lay down this life. See, Jesus came in the... Nature in the, same, in the similitude of the flesh of Adam. He came like Adam. He was tempted in all manners like we are. So he, he had to have the ability to live in a selfish way. To be able to be tempted to live a selfish life. Are you tracking with me? So now Jesus is saying, this is who I am. I'm choosing to live a self-sacrificing life. I'm choosing to live a crucified life, if you will. A a life of, of death and a life of suffering. Hebrews has an amazing verse and it says, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. That verse messes with me. Jesus learned obedience by what he suffered. And we always think of the cross, and that was part of it too. But the word, the biblical definition of suffering is, you're going to like this one, maybe maybe you won't, but this this is the definition, when you don't get to do what you want to do. Try that on for 24 hours. Just 24 hours. You will suffer. Romans 8 tells us, if you don't suffer with him, you won't be glorified with. Six different times, Jesus said, if you don't, he, that, here, first, let's go there. John 12, we're close. It'll be easier. John 12, 25. This, this verse, or these words, are found in six different places in the gospel. Now, if Jesus said something six times, it must be important. Are you with me? So here he says, he that loves his life, his suke, he that loves his selfish living, he who loves living for himself, (laughs) he who loves living for himself shall lose it. And the it implies to eternal life. We'll see that in just a second. And he that hates his life. Now, Jesus is not telling you to hate yourself. The word, the Greek word there is to love less. Love less. In other words, you love Jesus more. You love yourself less. In other words, you're willing to put yourself second and him first. Deny yourself. Is this going over good? Okay. So let's read it. He that loves his life will lose it. He that hates or loves less his life in the world shall keep it unto life eternal. See, the will of the Father is that you walk in abundant life. You walk in Zoe life. You walk in eternal life. But now, as a born-again person, let let me just say this real quick to you. Before you were saved, you lived like Adam. You lived from your soul. That's the only thing you had, right? Right? Because your spirit man, the the real you, the spirit man, was was detached or separated from God, separated from Zoe life. So he was there, but he was asleep, if you will. So you existed just like Adam. You were living, doing, surviving, living by the world. Get before it's taken from you. Step on whoever you got to step on to get up the ladder. Not not you, but other people, other people. And then Jesus came. Somehow the Holy Spirit came and brought revelation to you, like Romans 10 tells us. And that revelation came, and you cried out to the Lord. And guess what happened? You came into Christ. You who were outside of Christ came into Christ. So now you're joined back to Zoe life. The spirit man in you stands up. It's like he he received breath of air. He comes back to life. He's reconnected to the Father. He's reconnected to eternal life. And that will never, ever, ever go away. That has happened. But here's the problem. You've lived your life for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 60 years from the soul. But now there's a new sheriff in town. now a choice needs to be made. Where are we going to live from? Are we going to live from the Zoe? Are we going to live from the Father's, the connection, the life with the Father? Are we going to continue to do our thing out of our mind, our will, our choices, our comfort, what seems right to me, what I like, the way it's always been. Now you're talking, come on, talk to me. Or you're going to die to that kind of life, that, that kind of lifestyle, and begin to allow the life of the Father, the Zoe life, the eternal life, that's inside of you, to now begin to energize you, and, and, and you live from that life. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord, you're getting this, I see it. Verse 25 there in John, right before we go. He that loves his life shall lose it. He that hates his life in this world shall keep it under life eternal. If any man serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serves me, him, my father, will honor then there's other verses that talk about pick up your cross and follow me. Uh, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. Pick up your cross daily. These, th- what the Lord is saying is I'm laying down a, a, a gauntlet. If you, I'm drawing a line and saying to you, you must make a choice. How are you going to live? From what source are you going to live? I choose to live. And to do your will. I choose to do what's right and, and what what you what you're directing me to do. The reason I exist is to bring honor to you, to manifest your will. Are you with me? Now, one more place, and then we're gonna end. Second Corinthians. Well, we'll shift gears, let these other guys. I'm gonna say tag, you're it. Now, for years. I understood that this glory, this life, was inside of me. But I just had one problem. It was in me, but it wasn't in me. Because I got more than just in me. I, I got this body. Are you with me? If you don't have a body, then you're here illegally. Right? But we have this tent, this body, and actually this body was given to us by the Father so that we could use this body to obey and to walk out our obedience to him. When the Bible says lay hands on the sick, if you don't have hands, it's a little difficult to lay hands on the sick. Hello. Okay, you're getting weary. Let's get to the point here. Second Corinthians 4. Scripture teaches us here that we have a treasure. Verse 7, we'll start there. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels, in bodies, right? That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us, right? The reason why you feel limited or the reason why you are, there are certain limitations of the flesh is because the Father wants to have the glory, if any good thing happens in my life, it's because of the Father. When I lived my life, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I made a wreck of it. I mean, I, I saw the fruit of my decisions, and it wasn't good. Okay, verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Listen to verse 10. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, comma. If you see a comma, most times you can put a so. So that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. So it's good to to have life inside of you. It's good to be reconnected to the Father. It's good to have eternal life. But if it's only inside, there's a very limited expression and a very limited benefit from that. Are you hearing me? Yeah. See, I've I'm, I'm not forgotten the theme of this weekend. How are we going to move into these crazy things? How are we going to demonstrate? How are we going to move in supernatural power and make an impact in, in this body and in this region? We have to understand these principles. We have to have a revelation of these things so that we can cooperate with the Father. And we don't have faith accents. We say, we know these things. The Father has done these things through Jesus Christ. And now he's restored me to fellowship with the Father. And because of that, I choose to live out of eternal life. I choose to manifest the the Father in in a full demonstration of his glory. Manifested glory. So let's read verse 10 again. We always bear about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus, so that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death. This is so important. For Jesus' sake. Hear me. For Jesus' sake. So that we, we, we are doing this for Jesus. We're not doing this for us. That's a suke thought. What's good for me? How does this benefit me? We enter into this process by choice for Jesus' sake. This is John fourteen. You will do these works that I have done, and greater works because I go unto the Father. So we we automatically think, oh, we're going to get to do this. We're going to get to do that. I'll build a big ministry. I'll do this. I'll be well known. I'll this and that. And the other. I'll raise the dead and I'll open the blind eyes and I'll walk on the water and da da People know me. My name. My picture will be on Charisma magazine. I'll be on television and da whoa, I'll be on a jet planes flying all. This is going to be awesome. But it's not for your sake. It's for Jesus' sake. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. Listen, this is the reason why it has to be for Jesus' sake. So that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Okay? This is motive motive. Why do you do what you do? Now watch this. If you didn't hear anything I said all morning, watch verse 12. So then, death, or this cho—this choice, this choice to not live in my suke, this choice To deny myself. This choice to not do what I want to do. To not lead a comfortable life. To not lead a convenient life. This choice, this choice to die works in us so that there can be life in you. So the Father is calling this group of people uh, together to why? To give life to them. Those who are outside of this fellowship, those who are in the streets, in the, everywhere, so, you, so the Lord is calling you to a life of death to yourself, so that you will have life to give away to those that He's sending you to. If you live in suke, you only have suke to give away. You might get. You might. <laughs> I don't know this. This There's a theological wrestle right here, but you, you, you might be able to live that way and make it to heaven. I don't know, but I I wouldn't want to try that. But, but the reason that you've been given life is so that you can live from that life, the Zoe life. And so that we, and so the only way to manifest that eternal life inside of us is to choose not to live for myself and to live for him. And when we, when we make that choice of death, then we have life to give and a minister supernatural eternal life to those who need it that will speak to the motive of what the father wants you to do how he wants you to cooperate with what he's doing in your lives and in the assignment of this body how are we going to get to the next level how are we going to move into a, a full, a more full expression of the manifest glory of God, the manifested power of God, the demonstration of signs and wonders and supernatural creative miracle, all, all those kind of things, the wild and crazy things. How are we going to move into that? We have to go through a, 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 a process of putting aside, understanding that you have a suke selfish life, And that you can't live from that. You have to put that aside. And it's not all about you. And so what's happened so much is that we've catered to the suke life of people to get them to come to a building. I'm not going over there. They don't have a very good coffee bar. Those people are so backward, they don't even allow you to drink coffee in the sanctuary. So we cater to the, to the needs of people. Not the needs, that's bad. We cater to the comfortable, comfortable ability of people. The convenience of people. And what do we do? We don't give place to the eternal king. And his power, and his will. And the demonstration of his life. So what ends up happening? The world sees... A form of godliness with no power. Is it attractive? It used to be a little attractive. Now they they laugh. (laughs) Why would I want to go there? Why would I want to do that? Amen. So I present this with all humility, with with all passion. Because I want to see... I felt the heart of the Lord for you guys. I want to see God's will being done and His kingdom coming in your midst. And and yes, for you, but more than that, for them, for that, for that which you've been called to. Amen. Amen. Again, again, it's a choice. You know, we could make an altar call and 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 all that, and you could come and. But listen, you have to work this out with the Lord. Yeah. You're going to have to make a choice in your house, in your on your knees somewhere. You're going to have to you're, you're going to have to open up to the Father and say, Lord, if there's anywhere in me that's selfish, right. Right. show me that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anywhere where my priorities are wrong, yeah. where I'm still protecting myself? I'm still thinking. Putting myself first, my desires, my wants, my needs. See, the Lord has great things for you. He has a destiny, he has a plan. But if you won't choose, if you won't say yes. I don't know how many times I, I, I've been in ministry, I've prophesied to people that the Lord wants to do this, that, and the other thing, great, mighty things, maybe even included a move or something like that. And the next thing I know, they've they've gone out and they bought a, another house on the lake and they added this and that. And the other thing, they got debt up to above their noses and they couldn't go if if they wanted to go. What, what's the what's the purpose? Why do we exist on the earth? Why? Why? Why have you been given life? Why did Jesus? Just, I heard this this morning so strong inside of me. May the lamb receive the reward of his suffering. That was said by two Moravian slaves, uh, uh, two Moravian missionaries that sold themselves into slavery to get to a a plantation where the, the plantation owner would not allow the gospel to be mentioned. They packed their belongings in a coffin and sold themselves into slavery. So as the boat was pulling away and they were waving goodbye to their family who were crying, they said, May the lamb receive the reward of his sufferings. In other words, may Jesus receive everything that he suffered for. Except the the wheat fall into the ground and die. It remains alone. But if you will fall into the ground and die, there will be much fruit. Then the the verse continues. They don't quote this very often. It says his soul. He said, my soul is suffering. And what do I say? Father, deliver me from this moment. No, for this very reason I came to this moment. Lord, glorify yourself in me. When difficulties come, when the struggle, when the, when the clash comes, when you come to the moment when your soul and your spirit are wrestling. We many times we cry out for relief. Get me out of this. No, you came to this moment to choose life, which comes through death. I love you. I love the Father. I've come to tell you the truth. I've come because he has a plan for you. You can't get there any other way. Hear me. It's not another program. It's not another idea. comes when we're confronted with ourselves and our self-preservation and our own things and our own desires we have to lay them down and again it's for their sake so that life will be in us I mean death will be in us so life will be in those that we've been sent to minister to I hope you hear the heart of the Father this morning. I hope. I hope you feel the wooing of the Holy Spirit. I remember I was in Costa Rica one time and this Spanish brother preached a message. I'll never forget as long as I live. He made this statement. There are people waiting on the other side of your obedience. I'm telling you, there's drug addicts that are waiting on the other side of your obedience. There's dysfunctional homes that are waiting for your obedience. There's unborn babies that are waiting for your obedience. The Lord is searching for a body who would lay down their lives who would empty themselves, humble themselves before Him, and say, Lord, we're not moving. We're not going forward. Do you reveal yourself to us? Do you show us? Listen, you guys are in preparation. Tremendous. Ever since I met this body of men, pastors, I see glory. I see power. I see the Father's will. There's a price to pay, but it's a small price. It's a small thing. Jesus has paid the price. The price is just the choice. And it begins with yes. It begins with, here am I, Lord. (laughs) I'm not speaking things to you that I haven't walked out. I have wrestled with God. I was a proud young man and he crushed me and crushed me and crushed me. And it was worth every pain, every difficulty, every long night. I say often to the Lord, it's my extreme pleasure to give my life to you. King Jesus I give my life to you King Jesus I lay my life down that you will be famous that you will be known it's my honor it's my pleasure I see myself as a as a knight as a Soldier, you know, with a sword, and I kneel before him, and my sword is out. And I say, I give my life to you, I give my life in service to you to extend your kingdom, to make your name famous in the earth. I don't do that for any reason other than he has captured my heart. I am so humbled, I am so. And throw and just blown away that he would he would gather up a little drug addicted boy and enlist him in history making. History making. That the earth will be different because of your obedience. The earth will be different because of your choice. Life is in you. There's two lives in you. The question this ordinance What life will manifest in your life? How will they remember you? You hear me? What will history say about you? Huh. I read a little thing in the print shop one day said live your life in a way that the preacher doesn't have to lie at your funeral I thought I'd put a little levity in there to help some of y'all it's true it's not just the preachers the body. He has chosen to make you the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. His Spirit dwells in you by plan, by design. What will we do? Where will we go? What choice will we make? Remember, it begins with a yes, it begins with a surrender, it begins with a decision. No matter where you are right now, no matter what condition you're in right now, if that's your heart's desire to serve Him, to give your life to Him, to live out of that eternal life, say yes. It's your destiny. It's his will. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Use me. Glorify yourself in me. Freedom will come. Liberty will come. Wisdom will come. Tools will come. Revelation will come. Faith will come. Light will come. He's invested in seeing His plan worked out in the earth, and it includes you. So when you say yes, you surrender, you submit, you position yourself. What did I speak to you about the first time I was here? Alignment. You align yourself with the will of God. A choice, a choice moves you into position. A surrender, an agreement moves you into position. When you're in position, life will come. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Say it. Some of you that are standing, that's good. Put your hands on your belly. Out of my belly will flow rivers of living water. Zoe, the life of God, will flow out of my belly. I I don't know what.
1: you know I feel the Holy Spirit um, wants to do a few things here and I so appreciate this word but um, Peter had 20 he had 42 times he made a statement we all laugh at Peter Jesus rebuked him on 40 of them I say Jesus kicked his rear all across the New Testament. But more miracles were attributed to Peter than anyone else. Peter's shadow fell on people. They'd be healed. And so we realize God is preparing us. And we, it, it's, God is uh, making us usable. <laughs> Hallelujah. He wants to flow through. The bottom line, God wants to use you. God wants to flow through us, every one of us. I want to just do this real quickly, but anyone with, now I keep seeing this, if you have neck and shoulder pain, it's going to go today. If you'll stand up, if you have neck and shoulder pain, the Holy Ghost is is touching you right now. Just stand up if that's you, neck and shoulder pain. We just received from the Lord, and Jerry, come here a second, would you? We just, uh, we receive that healing from the Holy Spirit right now. The people are going to walk out of here free of that kind of that kind of pain, we just praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. I want you to
2: tell people about your miracle and your, your carpal tunnel. Well, I, I I switched vocations. I During this pandemic, I had to switch vocations. I lost my job. So I hung out a shingle and started doing carpentry work.
3: And it, it
2: was getting to the place I couldn't sleep at night because my hands would wake up throbbing And I was wearing splints and taking drugs, trying to kick the pain so I could at least sleep all night long. And last night I was sitting there and and you said, God, is wanted to touch carpal tunnel, people with carpal tunnel. And sitting right there, I just felt like my wrist, the inflammation just left my body right then. And yes, hallelujah. And I give praise and I'm not gonna let the enemy I'm not going to let him take it. I'm not going to let him come. You said you said it, you said it felt like something was clinching. Yeah. And I felt my my muscles in my arm would be so tight. It felt like it was just binding up. And that's what God did. Amen, amen, Jerry. Praise God. You know
1: you you can be seated but you know God wants to move. He always wants to move. People say I have this wonderful church. I have this wonderful pastor. I my church is wonderful. I, I always say, I have a question about your church. Does the Holy Spirit move? Because oh no, no, but we have real good this, we have real No, I say, but the bottom line is, is the Holy Spirit allowed to do anything? Because He wants to move. And uh, so I'm just getting a couple things here, but I feel like there's somebody that this last year you came real close to death. I don't know if it was an accident or maybe it was out of COVID, but I feel like I'm supposed to pray over you. You you would have been dead if God hadn't intervened. And whoever that person is, would you just run up here real quick and we're going to just pray for you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Was this an accident or was this COVID or was it? It was intentional. Okay. On Easter Sunday. But God intervened. God kept you. He wants you here. So this is a beautiful thing because he's saying today he cares about you. He's with you. Your name, first name is? Matthew. Matthew. Let's all pray for Matthew. Lord, we just pray for Matthew right now. We thank you, Lord, that you intervened and you protected him. You kept his life from being destroyed, oh God. And Lord, we just extend now your grace on him and we, we pour the Holy Spirit's power on him that his life is going to be abundant and it's going to be fulfilling and he, he, your purpose is going to be accomplished in madden and we just give you praise for it we give you glory for it we thank you for the the touch of your presence now and encourage man, and just give him direction hallelujah hallelujah i feel the holy spirit very excited for you and i, I just feel like these next five days, God's going to set some things in order for you that you're going to just, uh, be, you're going to begin to see. This is what God has for me. It's, it's going to be clarified. And His hand is on you, and He's kept you here. So don't forget it. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen, 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 amen. amen. Hallelujah. What happened to you? COVID. COVID. you almost died.
2: Blood clots and... Blood clots and,
1: and the whole peace. thing. So your name is... Joy. So, Lord, we bless Joy today. We thank you for keeping her around. We thank you, Lord, for keeping her on this earth for now, that she's she's going to be a blessing to many. And I see the Lord like giving you sentences and talking to you, phrases, and he loves it when you sing to him. He, he does. So, Lord, let, let Joy's life be extended. Let it be such an influence. You kept her here for a reason, God. Amen, amen, amen. What happened to you? COVID, same thing. Your name, Dennis. Lord, we thank you for Dennis today. We thank you for keeping him on this earth. We thank you, Lord, that he didn't leave too soon. But God, he's here for your purposes. And we proclaim, God, that he is yours. And Lord, you're going to make the most through him of his life. And he'll touch many lives. Amen. I see the Lord really turning up the volume for you to hear, hear, hear. Hear him daily. Hear him daily. Glory to God. And what about you? I was dead inside, and uh, I was making choices. You were making bad choices and stuff. Yeah. Your first name is Katrina. Katrina. So Lord, we pray for Katrina. We thank you for her transparency. We thank you for her honest heart. Here, God, we thank you for giving her that river of life. Those, that is what was spoken, the innermost, out of our innermost being will flow rivers. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, it's going to be better than you think. He's with you. He's with you. Hallelujah. He's with you. Thank you, Jesus, for Katrina. Lord, make every day count. That's what I feel. Make every day count. Amen. 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 Whew. You're never going to be the same. Man, I feel that. Hallelujah.
2: Has been Jerry, he yeah. had COVID and almost
1: died. And Jerry almost died. So Lord, yes. we just bless him today. We bless him Jesus. with your intervention, Lord, and your increase. Lord, keep Jerry around for a long time. Keep him around, God, and keep him anointed and keep him in the flow of your spirit. And Lord Jesus, bless Judy today. I pray, oh God, that you will just... Uh, you, you know what the Bible says? Colossians that he's qualified us. that's what I hear God saying you're qualified by him you have you are qualified by him you 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 need God but God needs you hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Lord. Lord. wow you ever think about this and I just to add to what he's preaching Jesus if you read the New Testament he never prayed for anyone He spoke to people, take up your bed and walk, go your way, your son's healed. But he never stopped and prayed, why? Because he was already in union with the Father. But crazier than that, he never told you to pray. He says, go heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. In other words, this Holy Spirit that, that our brother Mitch has been talking about wants to flow through you. It's not your prayer that makes it happen. It's the fact that you're in covenant. If I go into a store and I say, I want to buy this shirt and the clerk says, may I help you? And I said, I want to buy this shirt in the name of visa, in the name of visa. She's going to call security. It's this is not a formula, folks. This is a relationship. And out of your relationship, God's going to heal people. God's going to touch people. God's going to make people whole. Hallelujah. And I pray you hear this this morning because God wants to use every one of us. And he's thinking bigger than we're thinking. Hallelujah. Way bigger than we're thinking. Hallelujah. You don't have to come up here, but I feel this again. There's somebody with bipolar. God is just drenching you right now with his presence. With his presence. I also see a person. It's funny how the Lord reveals things, but I see someone with a big Fistful of dollars and they were blown away. I feel like you've just lost a great amount of money. Something happened that it just a whole lot of money was wiped out. But I feel the Holy Spirit saying, and you'll know it's you, that God's going to restore it this year. That money is going to come back. It's going to be restored to you. God's going to make sure you're going to get restored 100%. Don't you appreciate the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I was in this meeting, little tiny town, and this lady there, she's a pastor of a little church. And I'm just walking, I'm just trying to mind my own business. I looked at her and I saw her like her belly full of money. And she has nothing, she said. And I said, This came by the Spirit. See you with a belly full of money. I heard a few months, or two, two years, and two months later, somebody had had a huge settlement from some lawsuit, and they wrote her a check for 1.6 million dollars. I call that a belly full of money. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I and uh, I just I just love the Holy Spirit, and as Mitch has just dis, he's displayed this today. What a that we can enjoy fellowship with him. And the bottom line is we got to listen because Jesus paid it all. He took it all. Our part is to hook up, not to perform, but to listen. He doesn't want your performance. He wants your response. So hallelujah. We give God the glory today. And I would just say to Ben and Pam, I just feel this so strongly about quality. God giving you quality experiences and quality increase. And it's like there's going to be so much happen increase wise, but it's going to be with such quality that that it's going to be life changing, not to one life, but to multiple lives, like a ripple effect. Quality. We just impart that to you, God, to, to, the, to you now from the hand of God. And Lord, we thank you. It's just like immediately, like your, your new senses are being opened <laughs> and your recognition beyond anything you've ever experienced happening. Praise God. And I want to just pray real quickly for my brother Alan and sister Paulette. Lord, I just thank you for them today. I thank you, Lord, for your hand on their lives. I thank you, Lord, for this new perspective. I thank you, Lord, for removing every obscurity and, Lord, letting their eyes see clearly. It's like I see the Lord, it's like giving you this huge TV screen. But you're seeing God, you're seeing the hand of God. You're seeing what he's doing. You're hearing clearly what he's saying. And God's going to bring increase, not just to you, but he's going to bring increase to everyone around you. And this this thing in you is going to be contagious. It's going to be an effectiveness. It's going to be power manifested by the Lord himself. The next 10 years are going to be such an unraveling of God's glory. And you're going to be used. You don't ever have to question that. God is going to use you. Don't ever question that because it's already in his mind. In fact, it's too late to get out of it. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it interesting that the Bible doesn't say for all have sinned and come short of a good Bible study? It said all have sinned and come short of his glory. I think we're to aim higher. We're to aim higher. The Lord wants to, to move through us. And I just, there's not time to minister to everyone, but I just want to speak things I'm hearing right now just for a minute. But I'm hearing this about somebody, somebody passed away in your life and you can't get over the grief. The grief is almost like an agony, it's almost like a physical pain. The Holy Spirit is comforting you right now. You're walking out of this building without that load on you. And the Holy Spirit, we thank you for that. We thank you for that person or more than one person. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the sweet comfort of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. How many were here in these meetings? You got some touch about where you had trouble sleeping in the past, but you slept good the last night or the last two nights? Just raise raise your hand if you had some good sleep way back there. I see, that's amazing sleep, hallelujah. Over here, I love it, I love it, because God always does it. you here too, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for sleep. Anyone else, if you struggle sleeping, raise your hand right now, Lord, we just agree for the gift of God being given that, that there's gonna be that ability to sleep, that, that we break that spirit of insomnia through the name of Jesus Christ. We break that in Jesus' name. Wonderful sleep wonderful sleep. There's a woman that's had a female infection. I feel like it's kind of a younger woman, but you can't shake it. They can't seem to treat it. And the Lord is sovereignly just touching you today. Hallelujah. Cleansing flow of the Holy Spirit. There's someone else that you're stuck with a a tremendous IRS debt and you feel trapped you feel so trapped, and you're you're battling fear, but the Holy Spirit is going to make a way for you. He's just given you that promise that He's going to make a way for you to get out of that bondage, to get out of that debt. He's going to He's going to help, and He's going to simplify the whole situation for you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. How many agree? Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 He's on this earth to help us. He's here to help us. I, I want to say this one more time. God wants to move so badly. and We need to stop about talking about it and let him do it. Let him do it through you. And he will make it happen. I see three marriages that are just kind of where you guys have stopped talking, you stop communicating, and I just feel the Holy Spirit saying, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you, and you're going to start seeing one another through his eyes, it's just going to happen, and you're going to feel healed, you're going to feel in love again, it's just going to happen because God wants it to happen, hallelujah. I'd see three of them, three marriages just being so amazingly healed, you're going to see, I cannot explain it. But God's a big God. He, He can help you. Amen, 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 amen. Somebody concerning your liver, all that area. There's been like a some bad news about that. But the Holy Spirit is touching you so much. I feel like you're going to get tested again, and they're going to say, "What happened?" I feel that very strongly. There's someone with a prostate issue. I'm pretty sure it's a man. Oh. Next time you get tested. Next time you're tested, they're going to say things are normal. And I'm hearing this from the Lord. That, that, you just, I dare you to try it because the Lord is here. He's here. We've heard this morning about the Holy Spirit. He wants to flow through us. He wants to talk to us he wants to use us he doesn't want us to depend on that carnal mind you know Romans 8 says the carnal mind is enmity against God that's that soul mind it's that reasoning mind the word carnal means meat I like to put this the meat mind or the meathead is enmity against God God doesn't want us to be a meathead he wants us to listen to the spirit to cooperate with the spirit you know I was saying yesterday, both God and the devil are looking for the same thing. They're both looking for agreement. And after hearing this sermon this morning, everything in us ought to say, God, I just want to agree with you. I want to live in agreement. I want to live in agreement. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I just feel such compassion here. Before I turn this back to Pastor And I mean this from my heart because that's what I feel the Holy Spirit saying. If you're in pain of any kind, I dare you to receive right now. If you're in pain physically, if you're in pain emotionally, we're going to just pray before I turn to pastor. God's going to deliver. You're going to walk out of here without pain. So stand up if you're having pain of any kind. You don't have to tell anybody, God, we just receive Your presence. We receive the anointing. We receive the power. We receive, God, the virtue of Jesus Christ touching, touching, touching every person. We rebuke pain. We command it. Lord, you said we could tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we declare it gone. We declare it gone. We declare it gone. I feel this so strongly about you to just just prepare for more and more good news. Just more and more good news. More and more good news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Lord. Don't you appreciate the Lord here?
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Miss Diane, would you come? Ashley. Chapter. Elders. I don't know who the elders are that are here today. Come on. Leaders. Pastor said, call the leaders. So if you're leaders and you're coming, make sure you know somebody's following you. Come on up. Mitch. Now we were, we are privileged. Steve, Mitch, and I. We are privileged to have been invited by such a gift. By invitation saying, will you help us? Will you help oversee us? Not in known of us, uh, we don't take it lightly at all. And from them and through them, then it also goes to you. And I'm certain you felt that love coming out of Steve and Mitch. So receive it today. We're going to bless Pastor Zach, Miss Diane, and and our leaders. And I want you to just stretch your hands out toward them as we pray. If you guys have words for them along these lines, but come on over here. Now we're believing God for everything that has been said that this year, I mean, it... Monumental. Yes. Monumental year. And you had a word. And of course, Sherry said invincible. And it's an invincible word year for you. It's a glorious year. And let me tell you something, church. This is a healthy church. Pastor preached it last Wednesday night. This church is healthy. We're healthy government wise. We're healthy financially. Thanks to the prayer and the oversight that Ms. Diane gives us every week throughout the time. But we're believing that to change and you be relieved of that and let somebody else take over where you can be more into what you've always wanted to be. But we're healthy. We're healthy in growth. We've grown with some people who have come from other ministries, but they've come equipped, ready, ready and are already serving and doing great work. So we're healthy in our growth. But more than anything, we are truly healthy from the Holy Spirit. And I just want you to understand, we are a healthy church. I yeah. I I'm,
0: I'm, a, I'm a, sorry. <laughs> I just had I was just waiting, <laughs> waiting for the pause because I, I I just hear the Lord saying that uh, there's a There's a grace... (laughs) You guys are so bad. I heard the the verse that He'll train your hands to war and your fingers to fight. And I I believe the Lord is releasing grace, He's releasing wisdom, He's releasing strategy from the Spirit to fight and to war. War is big, fight is small. So your hands are learning, to war and your fingers are learning to fight yeah, and I hear the Lord saying it's not like it was before don't take your cues from the past don't look back don't think back for everything that was good from the past you have wisdom experience and you have it you don't need to search back look back all that it's there you have it now it's a day lift up your eyes look forward i see the lord visiting you strongly and 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 giving to you wise words and wise uh insight and and even i hear as the the prophet heard into the chambers of the king and and was privy to things that that that, that, that evil one thought uh, was private and, and, and uh, uh, only for himself. I, I hear the Lord saying, I will give you access to that which is huh, even hidden by the enemy. And you will hear and you'll be privy uh, to that which is necessary. Hmm. Yeah. And I also hear the Lord saying, you're not going to counterattack. You're not going to respond to attacks, but the Lord says you're going to lead a charge of my army, a charge that comes from the direction of my spirit, and it won't be in response to the enemy. It'll be response to the Holy Spirit. I, I'm telling you, those are very powerful instruction right there. It, it is, you are not to counteract. You are to hear and obey. And you will lead the charge of the Lord's army. And there's there's been a weariness that's come from your, from your uh, frustration that has come from a passion to see the Lord glorified, to see the Lord honored, to see the will of the Lord come to pass. And I, I just see the Lord giving you rest. I see the Lord... Giving you peace. I see the Lord bringing you to a place of of contentment as you wait before him. Yeah. And and, and this is a it's a dropping down. It's a dropping down from the soul to the spirit to the it's a deeper thing. You're going to you're going to rest in the Lord and you're going to know that the Lord is for you. He's not against you, that he's He's releasing what you need when you need it. And, and the Lord sees your heart. He sees your zeal. He sees your passion. And, 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 and He's pleased with that. But it, it can't drive you to frustration. It can't drive you. Because when that pushes, it'll push you into a place. you either be ahead of time or out of line. There's a word for you. Ahead of time or out of line. Ahead of time or out of line. So rest. Rest and know that that I've called you, that I'm directing you, that I go before you, I make a way, I'm preparing those things, I'm choreographed and orchestrating your steps. They're ordained, you will step into them. And that which you have need of in those moments of obedience, you will find the full resource of the kingdom. All provision, all provision. All provision of wisdom, all provision of strength, all provision of bodily health will be in each ordained step. I, I literally see you stepping, this is weird, but I see you stepping from oasis to oasis. It's like literally your feet are stepping from a, a pool in the desert to a pool in the desert, a pool in the desert to a pool in the desert, refreshing to refreshing to strength to strength. To glory, to glory. Yes. Wow, you're well able. You're well able. Real quick,
1: two things. I heard the Lord say that he's going to fill this place with prodigals. <laughs> and secondly, you're going to be like a runaway train.
3: What God's going to do is going to be like a runaway train. Hard to stop a train. Amen. So, Father, we pray blessing. You've already spoken the word. Everything you said, we are in agreement with. And we say yes and amen to your word spoken to our pastor, to Miss Diane, to these leaders, and to this house. I pray, Lord, God over pastor and Diane, great and awesome blessing. And, Lord, just... Cause an abundant overflow of finance to fill their house as well. Lord, you've said it and you've done it in other places. Now let's do it here, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus. And though they are at a point of being in birth pains, ready to bring forth, let them bring it forth. Let them bring it forth without strain. Let them be as the women of Israel. In Egypt, they just, it's just there. And let it flow. In Jesus' name. Now we speak.
1: Lord, we declare them blessed. We declare this body blessed. We declare this leadership blessed. And Lord, we thank you. We're praying above and beyond what we could even think. And so, Lord, for the increase of your kingdom, we pray your blessing, we pronounce the health they need, the strength they need, the mind of God, all of that is theirs, amen.